Hello and happy Wednesday. Um, welcome to the first official episode of the Crevert Chronicles. Oh. <laughs> With your hosts, um, it is myself, Notoriously Nicole, and Tara. Hey, Tara at Village Park. Yes. Um, so bear with us. This is our first attempt at a podcast. So definitely (laughs) let us know how this works for all of you. Um, So we did a poll on Monday to ask what topics you guys wanted. And the one that won was um, our prayer life evolution. So Mm -hmm. to go back over um, what our Crabbert Chronicles are and we are women, so on Wednesdays, we wear grace. And we are doing that from both cradle Catholic and convert perspectives in um, the Catholicism faith. So mm-hmm. I guess how we can talk about this, um, Tara, I don't know if you want me to start or if you want to just kind of pout, yeah. pray I or guess, how you started to yeah, pray. I think maybe, Nicole, I'll just sort of... Um, jump in and kind of start the conversation Um, probably best to begin with you know my upbringing and how I was raised because obviously as a convert I was not raised in the Catholic faith Um, you know I was technically raised in a Christian denomination but not really I mean we went to church on Sundays uh, sometimes and I pretty much stopped when I was in second grade So um, beyond that, though, we did not talk about Jesus at home. Um, We didn't even really pray. I'm not even sure how I learned how to pray. I think that uh, for me, prayer really revolved around just, you know, if I had something that I wanted in my life or I was wishing for something to happen, um, Mm -hmm. I would pray for that to happen. But For me, I wasn't even sure that I believed in God. So, you know, I kind of liken it to, you know, just using him more as a genie, I guess, to get what I wanted. I mean, what about you? (laughs) Well, for me, um, growing up, my parents always made prayer a part of our daily lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, we would say a prayer you know, on the way to school in the mornings, um, we would say a rosary in the car as a family or, you know, later on before bedtime, you know, saying grace before meals. I kind of, I was almost conditioned into praying. And, you know, once I got to that age where, you know, you want things, you're noticing what other people have and you're thinking, well, I want this. How do I make this happen? My parents were never, um, the types to be like yes like you're gonna get whatever you pray for they Mm -hmm. would just say pray about it and if it's meant to be it'll happen Mm -hmm. and I remember you know I think I was five four or five and all my friends started having little siblings around and I'm thinking where's mine where's my (laughs) sister like I want a sister to play with and my mom said if you want a brother or a sister, like pray about it. And I'm like, well, no, I want a sister. And she's like, well, pray and whatever you get. <laughs> My mom would say, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And I was like, fine. <laughs> and I prayed about it. And I have to laugh because my mom said that literally the day after I prayed with her before bed about it I went around telling everyone we were gonna have a baby and everyone was looking at my mom like wow congrats she's like no 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 like we just said to talk about it (laughs) so it was it was funny because it's just in my head I was thinking oh god is totally gonna give me 
a baby sister because he knows that's what I want. But right. But every little thing, um, I want a sister. I want to get a good grade on this. Like I might have an opportunity to go on a trip with a friend. It was always the answer for my parents was pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. So it kind mm-hmm. of was conditioned, um, preconditioned in my head. And as I've gotten older, even though I had that prompting from my parents constantly, at one point, it just I stopped hearing them say pray about it, and I heard myself pray about it. And mm-hmm. I remember, um, I I I was I'm a firstborn, so my parents were super strict on me for every little thing, including dating. And they said I was not allowed to have a boyfriend until I was 16. And I remember. 16 came along and I'm just like where are the guys <laughs> where's my boyfriend <laughs> where's that mean? and I remember being so upset and then finally I remembered I said well wait I have to pray about it and I would pray like I'd pray about like little things like that you know at 16 years old that's what you pray about having a boyfriend right, but right. as lame as that sounds um and who <laughs> I didn't get a boyfriend I got a guy that I married so that I guess it, God works in a funny way but yeah really other than that, that's just kind of how my prayer evolution started. Now, it sounds more, you know, what you see in movies. You pray about it and it happens or it's a miracle. But now I definitely feel more intentional in my prayers. And I find myself praying for other people more than myself mm-hmm. as I've gotten older. Because you're little you get into that middle school phase high school phase college you're still in that me mindset everything revolves around me I want all of these things to happen for me God has to do this for me 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 and once you grow out of that and you're seeing life you're experiencing new things you're seeing other people go through other events in their life you just Mm -hmm. start stop and say well wait maybe I should pray for them Right, right. And that's, yeah. And I feel now I pray every morning. I always start my day with a prayer. I usually say a rosary and, and I feel like my prayer isn't done until I pray for my husband. I pray for my parents, my sister, my in-laws, my grandparents. And the list is very long. So I I try to generalize at times, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to want to start praying for people. And then I find myself talking to people. Oh, yeah, I'm praying for you. How are you? And, you know, the, and the average person might be like, oh, like, thanks. You don't have to pray for me. And it's like, yes, I do. That's <laughs> just how I am. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it's cut and dry for me because I grew up in faith. Like, I can't imagine for you, though, like, like you said, originally, you didn't know fully if you believed in God to begin with so it was different it was a different kind of praying yeah yeah I think that I really I you know growing up I had wanted to believe that God was real and I think that sometimes I thought if I prayed maybe I would also see signs of him as being true you know like if I wished for something maybe that would really happen and then I could believe in him you know I know that I um, after listening to you, was starting to think that I used to also pray a lot when I was feeling anxious. I mean, I had really bad anxiety growing up. And yeah. uh, a lot of times I prayed when I was afraid or scared. In fact, most of the times I, it was sort of an act of desperation of like, you know, okay, I never prayed to you and I'm really sorry. Um, I promise I'll start, but please help me get through this. I'm really, really afraid. 
Um, and for a long time, that was really my relationship with prayer. You know, I'm trying to think of exactly when it started to change because my evolution with, you know, really becoming Catholic was it was kind of a a long chain of events. I mean, a lot happened. This is over a course of years. You know, I didn't just, you know, become Catholic. So um, it took quite some time. And I think, you know, when I had started to research about Catholicism, I knew I could tell that prayer was a really big part of of that, Um, especially because you know, what I understood is it's a real relationship with Jesus. So, you know, the idea of praying came to be this way of having a conversation with him, you know, and developing an actual relationship, which is something that I didn't have. So when I came to believe, kind of like you said, actually, it started to go from just what I'm really afraid of. And it's now more um, related to other people. I mean, that's where I start. You know, I'm always starting with other people. It's really good to pray for people, too, because I know that there are a lot of people out there that really need prayers. Yeah. They might not know how to say prayers either. Mm -hmm. And while you're talking, I was thinking to myself, because, and I guess it's a personal preference. And for anybody else listening, um, it's a question that I think often think about. When you pray, do you pray out loud? Or do you play, pray silently in your head? So it depends on the time, but usually in my head, because a lot of times I'm praying in bed right before I go to sleep. Okay. So you're like right before bed, pray. Okay. Got mm-hmm. it. It's funny because I feel like I need to talk out loud. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I'm going to work in the morning, I'm my own person in the car. Like I have that space to freely speak my mind. And my thing is to, I, I think I have a really loud internal voice. You know, my voice can kind of be overpowering and I might, um, overstep myself on my thoughts because my brain is a very scattered brain. So if I try to silently pray sometimes, even if I'm, I have to at least mouth it or something because I will get lost <laughs> in my sea of thoughts. And it's, it's so bad. I feel like I've, you know, had ADD or something. Just the way I think my mind is jumping all over the place. Even in my prayers, talking out loud, I'm sure God has like, he's sitting in the passenger seat like, Nicole, God bless you. But you just jumped from like three different topics. <laughs> You know, now you're praying about your grandma. Like, what happened to the situation at work? Like, we need to focus our prayers here. But um, I don't, I don't know. for me, it's funny because I guess everyone's different. But for me, I just, I need to say it out loud. Or I, mean, I guess maybe to know that I did pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I said this prayer. Now I need to go on to this one. It's the same with praying the rosary, too. Like, unless I'm saying it out loud, I lose my place all the time. Um, I reposted it, I think it was a few weeks ago on my Instagram story. I saw this really funny thing someone posted and I shared it. And it said, when you're praying with God, I I often forget where I am and I'll come back. And I'm like, sorry, God, where was I? Like, (laughs) what what was I saying again? So, um, I mean, it's the other thing too, because I think growing up, because I had that preconditioned notion of praying with the family and praying a certain way. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if there was a specific type of way to pray too. 
Yeah. And yeah. I, I often get questions of, from people who aren't religious asking, but I don't even know how to pray. Yeah. Is there a way you do it? Do you have to be silent? Do you have to be loud? And I mean, silent prayer, though, I was, I have been, I've been prayed over recently. Um, my mom is the director of a diocese that we have here. So she's really involved in the charismatic services, which is more Holy Spirit spiritual healing and things mm-hmm. and she hosts a lot of retreats with the church different churches in our area and I recently went on one a few weeks ago called the Awaken <laughs> Retreat and um, and you get pray over like have you ever gotten prayed over before? Oh never. Mm-mm. It's a really interesting experience because you're praying sort of and you're silent and you're thinking do I pray myself or what but people can put their hands over you and pray over you mm-hmm. and kind of direct. I mean, they, they can pray for you, but I guess just putting their hands over you, they're kind of directing that prayer. Yeah. Over you. And a ton of people tell me, they're like, you know, I just get this feeling that you should pray in silence or just sit and be quiet. And that's prayer time too. Like I didn't think about it. I thought prayer was always having to say something to God Mm -hmm. or try to start a dialogue with God. But sometimes prayer can even be as little as sitting in silence. And as I'm getting older, I understand it more because as a kid and like I'm basically five still, I can't sit still (laughs) or I have so many thoughts in my head. But like the whole idea of clearing your head completely and just sitting in silence and acknowledging Jesus's presence, Mm -hmm. that's really powerful, too. And, um, and I still have to grow into that because I, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting concept to me, but even in confession with priests and things, especially around my wedding, like you said, you prayed a lot when you were anxious mm-hmm. and I was doing a lot of praying for my wedding. I was, but it wasn't like grateful praying. It was Lord, this better work out or I'm going to not be a happy person kind of praying. And I remember talking to the priest who married us. I went to confession with him a few times leading up to the wedding. And right before the wedding, I had gone and he said, part of your penance, I want you to go into like the sacristy at church. Mm-hmm. No one there. And just sit for 20 minutes. Don't do anything. I was like, oh, do I need to pray? And he goes, no. <laughs> sit in silence. That's that's still considered like a prayer. Yeah. And I was so baffled. I'm like, is God telling me to shut up? <laughs> like, is, is, that, is that the message here? But it's, it's interesting because it is kind of like a meditation in a way too. Yes, that's what I was thinking, a meditation. Mm-hmm. And you know this. I don't know, you know, if everyone else understands or knows this yet about me, but... Rosary especially is something that I'm really trying hard to incorporate into my day. And it's so, so foreign to me. Um, You know, I had mentioned to you, Nicole, probably like a week ago that for me, I don't know the prayers by heart. You know what I mean? I mean, the Hail Mary I do, the Our Father I do. I'm getting there. I think even the Glory Be I do. But, um, you know, I the practice of needing to go through and, and read it all line by line and then, you know, remember the mysteries. It just feels like there's so much that I have to include. And 
you know, I'm trying to do it right all the time, which, you know, is my, that's my problem. That's my issue. But <laughs> there is no right or wrong. I mean, there's a right way to say the specific prayer if you're going off a book, sure. but you grow into it. Like you can't expect to know it off the bat. And I think that because and for coming from your perspective too like i grew up in this so saying the rosary is like a like a second language to me it comes very easily yeah. you know in times of distress or something i find myself saying our father who art in heaven hell you know i start i'll start saying a prayer like that or in the car you know praying the rosary like that but i think from a convert perspective not only are you trying to learn the prayers but you're really holding on to the meaning too which is something that I personally I hate to admit this but I don't think I really thought about the meaning behind the words until I was much older because mm-hmm. I, I could repeat them mm-hmm. you know kids are like a sponge they absorb everything you could they could repeat you could tell them something and they'll repeat it right back to you but I mean, at six years old, yeah, I was saying a full rosary with my family and I was leading decades of the rosary, but I I couldn't explain to you, you know, what the hell, like if you break down the Hail Mary, it's fascinating. The parts of the Bible that are in the Hail Mary, like the Annunciation, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, like that was Gabriel telling her, hey, Mary, (laughs) you're going to have a baby and his name is going to be Jesus. Like I, I couldn't have put that together as a kid, like until I did research on it by myself. Um, and I mean, my, my parents did a great job with instilling the faith itself in me, but for me understanding it really, I had to really look at it from my own perspective. And that's, I mean, I completely admire how you're trying to pray it. And you said that you're trying to figure out, ways to bring the faith for your daughter i saw one of your recent posts um asking other moms out there you know what they're doing for their families like did you get any interesting suggestions regarding like prayer life for the little ones like have you like started anything with her yet Tara? Oh, we might. Oh, there you are. Is <laughs> <laughs> there a glitch in there? I think my screen went black and that's what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wait, I'm mentioning your daughter. I'm like, wait, is she there now? <laughs> I'm getting a lot. A live update. <laughs> I hung up on you, okay? I wasn't ready for that conversation, Nicole. <laughs> but, um, so I was saying that I had bought um, a Choose Life rosary. Are you familiar with those? Ah, uh, Choose, no. Is it for, like, kids? Yes, yes. I'll have to send you a picture. Um, it, it's so cute. It's basically made of silicone. So it's like a little rosary for her. Um, but it's made of silicone. She can chew on it. It's pretty cute. And I got that because my hope is to really start, you know, doing a rosary together as a family. And, you know, she's only 15 months old. So I know that she doesn't quite get it. But someone had mentioned just, you know, starting to model that for her. So her watching, you know, my husband and I do that together. And then she'll have her own rosary. 
you know, I, I kind of just want her to start seeing what this looks like in our life. Um, and it's been helpful to throw these things out to other people and get responses because, you know, even you, Nicole, since you were raised Catholic, you know, you come from this perspective, you can help me sort of figure out what this could look like for our family. You know, um, I've just done so much research on, you know, prayer and the rosary and, and like you said, the meaning and, and just it's still something that I'm learning and mm-hmm. there's there's like step one where I have to try to understand all of it. I want it to make sense to me. And that's just kind of how I work. Like I'm, you know, I intellectualize everything. I just, I need to understand it. Um, and then I really want to be implementing it. So it kind of feels like I have to go through all of these little pieces to get to, you know, the big picture of really introducing prayer life into our family. And the truth is, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like that. I can start with little things, you know, like you said, up, you know, saying a prayer before we eat. Um, you know, like I just said, modeling the rosary for my daughter, you know, things like that. It, it doesn't have to be as thought out as I'm making it, you know. And even like the little things, every time I would lose something or, you know, I'd misplace something, my mom without a beat would say, make sure you say your prayer to St. Anthony, help have, ask him to help you find whatever you're looking for. And we would, we would drop what we were doing. We would say a prayer to St. Anthony, please help us find this toy or something. And lo and behold, like we'd find it later on and we'd like give that glory to God. And like as a kid, And when the parents like celebrating with you, it was like, wow, like this is a big deal. And it just became second nature. Like even now, my car keys go missing for two seconds. And I literally am just like, St. Anthony, you know, we on the same page here. Like, you know, I'm going to be late to work. You know, I need these keys. Like, help me out, brother. Like, (laughs) like, next thing you know, like there they are where I completely like, overlook there's little things like that um it's just funny how you take these things with you from childhood um into adulthood and but even it's still not too late though to learn new things and I mean for me even meditating on my daily devotionals that I'm doing like that's a newer thing for me in recent (laughs) years like I didn't grow up doing that And I I went to Catholic school for the first several years of my life. So they incorporated, yeah, so they incorporated prayer into every day. And I was just used to it. Whereas my sister, she started in public school and it was a completely different ballgame. And she ended up going to Catholic high school. So we kind of flip flopped. And uh, it's just, it's crazy, you know, how it evolves. And I think for her, like those, uh, the rosary. What did you say they were called? The good chew or the chew? But <laughs> the chew's life. <laughs> the chew's life. <laughs> um, I'm the good chews virtues. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but uh, no, that's that's so exciting for her, and I'm sure that she'll. It's it's so cool because like within a year or so, like you'll see her muttering her own little prayer to herself. Or something in the in the next few years. So it's definitely I don't when I, I mean I'm gonna try to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'll come up with a bunch of different things, or I'll do the same old thing. I don't know because once you have a child, because parents 
you are technically responsible for raising your child in the church too and I ask my mom all the time like how did you come up with this or you know we went to vacation bible school every summer you know and just prayer was always a part of the equation and it's interesting looking back and talking about it and acknowledging it seeing how it's changed for me and how it's also stayed as a constant in my life so yeah I mean do you have anything else to add I'm just looking at the time and unless you do I think we might be able to start wrapping our first official podcast up yes you know I think the last thing that as you were talking I was just thinking about um even just how helpful it's been to be on Instagram and to get input from other people. Yes. Um, like you said, you know, whether it's, you know, you have children or you don't have children, you know, it's a part of our lives. It's a part of our family system. It's a part of our vocation. And, you know, I think that since I, I was not raised with really any of this, you know, prayer, Jesus, just the whole thing. Um, oh. I really look to other people to sort of, give me ideas, I guess, um, because like, I'm still learning. So it's a process for me. And I really enjoyed hearing what other people have had to say and just, just looking into other people's families and what they do. You know, it's just been so, so helpful to have that. And you've been a big help with that as well, because you have so many great ideas. Um, so, <laughs> They're so all my mom. <laughs> she gets all the credit. But it uh, makes so much sense, you know, I'm like, oh, this is so great. This is something I want to do with Lily. And, you know, this is something I'd want to do with my family and I definitely want prayer to be I mean it's it's such a big part of my life now uh so I absolutely want it to be a part of my family's life so it's just something I'm going to continue to work on really I, I think we can always learn and we can always grow and prayer is no different you know so yeah well they also say when two or more are gathered in prayer it is God's presence is truly there and I know that's from the Bible and I'm bad because I don't know the exact verse it's from but um it is good to pray with people too because and it's interesting and I'm just going to quickly add in here when my husband and I were talking more about our faiths and all of that see he wasn't used to praying with people to him prayer was super individual and private so me I'm used to talking with my parents my sister praying as a family so that's something that we're still working on too in this new family that we've created so it's still new at times because you know and he's you know a newer Catholic like yourself like he converted before we got married so there are still things that we need to explore I guess from that family perspective in prayer because I mean you can only do so much as a family even though you have more of a personal relationship with God so it's Mm -hmm. definitely important to pray with your loved ones because it's your prayer is so unstoppable like Satan is like oh a bunch of people are praying I do not need to bother (laughs) these people right now Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, so so I think that um I, I'd like to say a, a little closing prayer for our first uh, Cravert Chronicles um, <laughs> podcast. So, um, okay, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, 
Lord, Tara, and I, um, we are lifting up this um, episode on prayer evolution, and we're hoping that it touched upon something for somebody listening, and that um, they might be able to look at different ways to improve their personal prayer life, or look back on how their own prayers have evolved, and how they approach prayer, either individually, from their family life, or in group settings. And we're hoping that um, we move in the right direction ultimately. So um, this Lord, we pray. Amen. Um, Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Thank you for listening. And we hope you guys liked it. Definitely uh, give us feedback. This is new for us. So we want to make sure that it sounds clear and editing works out we're still in the testing phases so we'll keep you all posted keep us posted all right happy wednesday bye bye